Welcome to Minot Matters, presented by The Decoden and sponsored by Shock Safe and Lock. Today, I have with me in studio a very special guest um, from the Minot Chamber EDC. Mark Lyman, it is great to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. It's good to be here. Yes. So, before we jump into all the hard-hitting questions, over 20 years, you migrated to Minot yeah, from yeah. the great state of Utah? Yeah, I was living there. I just graduated with a broadcast journalism degree, and then I needed a job. needed to not be working um, at a golf course and living <laughs> with my parents. And so uh, I'd applied to a lot of different places, and Minot, North Dakota took a chance on me, KMOT. I moved wow. there, uh, moved here for that job. Thought I'd be here for just my 18 months of my first contract, and it's been over 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, Kim was telling me that you worked together a little bit at KMOT. What was it about Minot that got you to stick? You know, there were probably a handful of things, to be quite honest. One, it felt like, um, I just felt comfortable. Okay. It felt good. Uh, It didn't feel like at any point I was like, man, I'm missing something huge in my life. Right. Um, And at that point, uh, about a year a year and a half in, I'd just gotten married. Uh, her parents, so my wife's parents, were uh, still here in town, and um, and we're going to be here for another 10 years. Right. Um, and so we were starting to talk about family and putting down roots, and we decided this is just as good as any yeah, and probably way better than most. Um, and the job was good. I felt comfortable. Um, so just kept going with it. Very good. Very good. It seems like a lot of people... When they hear Minot and they get placed in there, they, they look at the contract that they're coming here with or something similar. And they, yeah. they say, well, I'm done with this place here soon. <laughs> exactly. Right? But, then, but then it grows on you. It does. And, and, and it's a quiet, um, it's not it's not a pressure field. Hey, you got to stay here. It's more like a, hey, you're one of us. Right. You know, this is a good place. Make it a good place. Yep. Continue helping us make it a good place. I think that's what the mindset's been here for the last at least 20 years that I can recall. Right. We moved here 15 years ago and... That was that a lot of that that community that actually cared about you that you were actually a person no longer just a someone to get around on the street that you're mm-hmm. you know walking past but people actually care about each other and so it makes mine a wonderful wonderful thing about two years ago three years ago now I guess two and a half years ago you joined the chamber EDC yep that yep. seems like a pretty major transition so yeah and I had done I had done a couple different careers I had worked at the university on the staff side as the PR and and spokesperson right that would uh, under dr. Fuller and that was a great experience to get out of broadcasting and, and into PR marketing advertising did uh, eight fabulous years working with Odney and wore a lot of different hats there many times helping out with uh, public relations or public information for construction projects, the downtown reconstruction over three years, um, helping out with that. And those were great experiences. Right. Uh, and I knew I always wanted to do something that, uh, as corny as it sounds, makes a difference. You, yep. know, you know, something that says, you know, I don't just go to, to make someone a buck at a company, or I don't just go to, you know, check a box, um, mm-hmm. you know, do, a, do the same job over and over again had to be something challenging every day. It had to be working with the community and had to be pushing forward important quality of life initiatives. And so um, the chamber does that. Right. And so when, when that opportunity presented itself, I applied and, and it was a good opportunity there. John McMartin hired me and I felt like um, currently working under Brecca Kramer. It's just a great environment. It's, it's good people, a lot of good volunteers, great board of directors, really just a good 
forward thinking vibe uh, mm-hmm. at the organization. That's fantastic to hear. And of course, you probably worked with Brecka maybe a little bit at Audney. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brecka and I were there. Uh, so she was my boss there uh, okay. for eight years and now my boss at the Chamber EDC. Wow. So, yeah. Paths keep crossing. So the Chamber EDC, they it was around that time also that they transitioned to actually merge together, if my understanding is correct, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was the Minot Chamber of Commerce or Minot Area Chamber of Commerce and Minot Area Development Corporation. So maybe what other communities might be familiar with, uh, the classic chamber, you know, we serve mm-hmm. our member investors and then the uh, economic development wing, which would be we're looking to retain and attract new businesses. And they found that over the years that there was a lot of services that were overlapping or a lot of spaces that they were both in. Right. And they could find some synergies yeah. and get some cost savings and really be a stronger organization together. Yeah. So they merged. Well, it had been early 2021, I think, if I've got my date right, late yes. 2020. So that organization's been great. Minor Area Chamber mm. EDC or MAC yep. EDC is okay. the uh, lengthy acronym. acronym. But yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a great organization. We, we ha- have a mission and a vision to be that go-to organization to improve the business environment and uh, quality of life initiatives. It's awesome. Yeah, it seems in the past couple of years, there's been an uptick and it's not necessarily just with the change of leadership because I think John McMartin did a good job for many years. Um, but it seems like there's really been an uptick with a greater focus from the Minot Chamber that it can begin to be filled, felt by uh, members of the chamber um, and by citizens too, I hope. Um, so kudos on that. Yeah, thank you. It's a team organization and a lot of volunteers, hundreds of volunteers, dozens of committees, Strong board of directors, really good staff. So let's talk about Minot and the, the developments that have happened. You joined right after the pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah, about a year after it started. Yep, yep. So that would be a really, really interesting time to, I mean, change any employment, let alone go yeah. to a community-centered uh, employment. What was the feedback, if any, that you were getting from some of the businesses of how the pandemic affected their business? Yeah. Um, before question. we step into the range of the last 20 years? Yeah, good question, Jonathan. I think it was all over the place. Some people were able to ride the pandemic out fairly well. Yeah. Um, either uh, they took advantage of, and I, I don't say that in a bad way, they took advantage of PPP loans, or yep. they, they said, hey, you know, we can shift our restaurant and, and, and do something different, better, you know, and stay afloat. Right. Other people didn't survive, and, yeah. and that's not good. You don't want to see businesses go under or people struggle. Um, some businesses right. thrived. Um, you know, oil and gas dipped really fast and came back up. Mm. And so we actually saw a growth uh, by the end of the pandemic in oil and gas companies here oh. in, in the community. Um, no one's going to wish for that again, no. clearly. Um, but I think a lot of businesses learned and, and grew and um as a result of the pandemic, you know, yes, sometimes we're really, really tough. Yeah. But I think we also learned we can do tough things. Right. It's amazing sometimes what pressure does to innovation and how it I agree. really breeds yeah. innovation. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it probably made, you know, restaurants is a great example of that. They had to get innovative if they're going to stay open. Yes. People were not going to visit the restaurant. And, and thankfully in our economy, let's be, let's be pretty blunt. I mean, our economy is built around three or four different big pillars. And, yes. you know, the Air Force base wasn't going to go anywhere. You weren't nope. going to lose your job. Uh, we still need national security, even though it was a pandemic. <laughs> yes. The healthcare community, I mean, Trinity Health employs over 2,500 people. Right. They clearly weren't going to go anywhere in the middle of a pandemic it was tough really tough for them right but they were hiring and yes. still are and still will be 
And so, and in the ag community, people still need to eat. Right. So let's, I mean, you know, of all the communities across the U.S., I mean, not that we're bulletproof, but it's mm-hmm. one of those where you're like, you know, we can do this. We can come out just fine, right. if not ahead, because we didn't have entire sectors that fell apart. Right. And some of it probably goes back to what you mentioned in the beginning of why you even stuck in Minot, and that's the community of Minot, and just being able to care about each other. Yeah, very similar to what we experienced during the flood, right? Right. A lot of businesses, a lot of individuals, a lot of homes were opened up to just make things work to because they care about their neighbor. Right. Um, and that's true of the business community. Very well. Um, we have a lot of amazing things happening in Minot. So if we just went down a very abbreviated list, we just have the Trinity Hospital. They just moved. We have a new high school coming in. So that's going to be a huge transition. Something you mentioned beforehand was the tracks that's coming in next to the new hospital. Um, there's a steady stream of new restaurants coming in, new just new businesses coming in. Um, let's talk about the growth of Minot over the past however many years sure, you, you sure. would be able well, to define 20, that better. 20 years ago, remind us all, we were a, you know, build a couple of dozen homes a year, maybe maybe 50 homes a year at most. Um, be grateful if a new business showed up once a year, 36,000 people in Minot, really quiet. You know, I was interesting. It was interesting to me to always see from Coldwell Banker every year the same press release uh, while I was a news reporter that said uh, you can find uh, the cheapest home in the U.S. in Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> now, we might still be able to find a bottom third cheapest home in the U.S. Right. in North Dakota because home prices are out of whack right now. Yeah. But the reality is, is we were not going anywhere fast no. 20 years ago. We were, we were still there. Mm-hmm. Still moving somewhat, had some ebbs and flows 20 years ago, but we've really grown. 30% population wow. growth, almost 50,000 um, people. Do you think we really have 50,000? I know there was a lot of push yeah, at the census yeah. time. Yeah, 48,666 right. or whatever that number is, or 225. Yeah, I think that there's genuinely at or near 50,000 people yeah. in our community. Now, whether or not we counted them all, that's a whole other census right. conversation. Yep. But I like the fact that you pointed out the second high school in mm-hmm. the hospital. I'd also point out things like uh, growth at the Mesa. Yes. You know, and I'm not an ice skater. I, I right. fall on my face with that. But yeah. I see that as a huge incentive, a huge bonus. Right. Where the Roosevelt Zoo has been the last 10 years since yeah. the flood. The addition of the Magic City Discovery Center. I know we'll go into that a little bit later. Yep. But there are quality of life pieces that we've added to our community that say to people, because we've gotten younger by five to eight years. Wow. The average population. We're 33 years old is the average person in Minot. That's incredible. Not 45 anymore like it was right. 20 years ago. That's huge. So because of that, we have to do and 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 say and be things that are, are younger right. and more family inviting and, and more. And they say things to the military like, we don't want you to separate after six years and then leave. We want you to separate. Well, maybe never, but yep. if you're going to separate after six years, stay in Minot. Right. Call Minot home. Mm-hmm. Um, or at 10 years or 20 years, or maybe you retire as a, a master sergeant or a, or a captain or a colonel, retire and then come here. Right. You know, this is your new home. We love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make us better. And so that's one thing that I'm really proud of the last 10, 15 years is our community as a whole, in many different ways, many different people, many different organizations, has said we can be better and we're not going to settle. No. The Children's Museum didn't settle. Right. Trinity didn't settle. You're right. We didn't just say, well, it's good enough to renovate the old this down the road. Or, you know what? I, you know, I can only raise $5 million instead of 20. I'll right. just do a $5 million children's museum. You know, whatever it might be. We have to say 
that's not good enough. We yeah. can do the best, not just okay. Right. That That's a big point right there that we don't settle because so many times you see that happening and it, it doesn't lead to the greatness that you, no, that you guys are aspiring for, for the Minot community. You, you look at the, just touring the my uh, Trinity Hospital. It's incredible. That's uh, gorgeous. It's right? an incredible facility, a gorgeous facility. Focused and just yeah. the perfect way to do it. Right. Yeah. And what would have happened if we just re re uh, innovated the the existing hospital? It would have been it nowhere near. Have been quite the sparkling jewel that it is. Right. You want to be able to get the new talent and stuff like that, and you also want to mm-hmm. be able to get the young ones to stay. Because that's a huge problem that I'm sure you guys have had discussions about of how do we lower that average age, which you guys have done. Yep. Um, so great job there. The new high school going in on North Hill, this, there's been a lot of discussion about that. Um, some good, some bad. I, I think overall it's going to be a positive thing. In the immediate, it's going to be a terrible thing because it's change and sure. we people, don't love change. change. Right. right? Unless, but in, unless it's a million dollars more in your pocket. That's right. the kind of change, that's want, kind of right? change I want, right? Yeah. Um, but in the, in the long run, what, what kind of impact do you see that making on, on Minot, um, and really North Hill? Great question, Jonathan. I'll remind people and I'll back up 25, 30 years ago now. So when ING came to town, I'll just remind people that had over a thousand jobs in that building of about 10,000 square feet. And that was a gorgeous, well-used, well-run facility for decades. Mm-hmm. Part that, that facility came here because of the magic fund. Okay. And that was a massive win. Because getting a call center that was an inbound call center, not an outbound call center, is key. Okay. You didn't want the outbound necessarily back in the day. That's the best we could do to grow our economy. Well, mm-hmm. fast forward to the last five years, and that that need was not there as much. And they went down to 300 and then 200 people, and a lot of them working at home. Yeah. And, and no one can fault them for changing their business model. Right. They just no longer needed that. Well, one yep. thing that was put in as a caveat to the contract was essentially... You can't sell this building. Okay. If we're going to give you funding, we're going to attract you here and help you build the building, you can't just up and sell it. Yes. So that leads to really a 10, 15, $20 million valued donation that they sold to the school district for 10 bucks. 10 bucks. And I remember that last was one of my last meetings uh, as a school board member. I remember accepting uh, as a group, we accepted that donation and it's just like, holy cow, we just, we just did the right thing. Times 10 right. for our community. Right. Um, yes, it's going to take two or three years. And yes, that change is going to feel tough at times because yeah. teachers are now going to be spread into different right. spots. And now we're going to have rival high schools. And well, folks, we're a town of 50,000 people. Yeah. This isn't a town of 10 or 20 or 30,000 where they're just grateful to have a nice high school. Right. We need to be thinking like we're big yes. because we are big. Right. And we need to be thinking forward thinking, not. Oh, I like it the way things were. Well, let's talk about the way things should be or the right. way things are going to be. goes back to doing um, the right thing. Absolutely. And then, so as you look at that northwest side of town, yes, the southwest side of town, we can talk about that all day, you know, mm-hmm. with the tracks and, and, and Trinity and other pieces that are going in for commercial and housing. But that northwest is going to boom too. Right. The newest houses that are bu- being built right now, right next to the high school. Yep. The newest businesses that are coming to the city and to the chamber and saying, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere in town. Guess where? If they're mm-hmm. not going on South Broadway, right, where the traffic is, yep. they're going in Northwest Minot. Wow. So if if people can can understand that mm-hmm. and realize that that growth out there, both on on both sides of the bypass, yeah. is real. And 
probably only happens this fast because of the high school. Right. Well, then let's get on board with this, folks. Right. Let's let's, do it. let's understand that this is how you grow smart within your existing infrastructure. These are infill spots. We're not just building three miles outside of town or or two miles outside of town. We're building within city limits. Right. We're building smart and building in businesses that are needed on North Hill. Right. Needed for Minot. Yeah. So I think that's. I mean, maybe that's a long answer to your short question. I think that's the future of what a new high school means. Right. On top of the fact, let's not ignore, I've got two teenage daughters. They're both in high school here in about six weeks. Now we have two high schools that allow two football teams. Yep. Two first chair trumpet players. Right. In the symphony and the orchestra. Two debate teams. Okay. Two valedictorians. Right. Um, two, you know, so we've got twice as many opportunities for these kids. Right. And that's awesome. It is. It, That's what we need more of. So that now that family comes in and says, man, I'm not competing with 2,000 other kids. I'm competing right. with 1,000. That feels normal to a lot of people in not, the U.S. Not only are you only competing with 1,000 as a city, I, I think of a lot of things through the MLB where they have their minor league system oh, and everything's about development. Yep. If you don't have people in the minor league system that are good, you're, you're never going to be a good baseball team. You're never going to be a good right. baseball team. We're going to spend a load of money. And we need to develop those kids. Uh, right. you know, we expose them to careers. Help them understand that, you know, whether it's a, a welding career, a business, uh, an entrepreneur, a nursing degree. Yeah. You can get all of those things in Minot. Right. You don't have to go anywhere to get a degree in any of those things. And if you choose to go somewhere to get that, you can come back and work in that field right, right here. Right here. So yep. don't feel like, I mean, whatever those decisions are for those kids, you know, you've got great opportunities here in Minot. Right. Absolutely. That's awesome that there'll be a greater opportunity for development of our own kids as well as the North Hill. Excited for what that's going to look like. I think uh, Tires Plus or Trusted Tire Trusted Tire and Auto is going in out there. up there. Yep. Um, I won't mention the other restaurants that's that great. are talking to the city, but yeah. there are a few out there. And right. I think it's just this the tip of the, you know, it's the tip of the spear. We're going to see a lot more people coming up there and saying, this is serious. And right. they're going to plop down their commercial building. They're going to plop down their strip mall. And that's going to provide more opportunities. That'd be so. huge. Very cool. Uh, you mentioned South Broadway. Um, I recently had a had a kid, six weeks old now, and Congratulations. out. Thank you. Um, outside one of our windows, we got to look at the the Maverick. It said Maverick on the building, which is part of the tracks. Okay. Um, yeah. Got to see as that developed a little bit, and now as with doctor's appointment, you go back every once in a while. You get to con- continue to see that development. What's going on with the tracks? I know we know a little bit about it, but we've seen. Well, I, and I don't know the latest up to date with Epic. I, I, yep. I apologize for not having that. You're uh, good. The most up to date information. I know that they're excited. Yeah. Epic is doing the big M building downtown, and that's going forward strongly. Um, I think that there are lots of opportunities for us as a community to embrace those developers from North Dakota who are doing things in right. North Dakota. And that's what we have with Epic. Mm-hmm. You know, Todd Burning is from Minot and um, yeah, Blake Nybachin and their crew. These are these are these are people who get us. Right. Um, we need to wrap our arms around them and not shove them away. So from a developer standpoint, um, Epic is doing it right. Um, they're planning on doing uh, retail space or office space on the first couple floors and then apartments and the floors above. And this is a model that's worked well uh, at Beaver Ridge. Okay. That building's 15 years old almost right. at this yeah. point. They built that. That was one of their first 
buildings like that. I think that. that gets overlooked. It does, doesn't it? We often say, well, look what they did in West Fargo, and the mm-hmm. lights is beautiful. And right. look what they did over here, and, and mm-hmm. they're opening up another one in Grand Forks. Well, they did that already here. This yeah. is just on a bigger scale. Right. And is going to say to the community, we're invested long term. And I, I love that. I, yeah. I love that all of our developers do that. Some right. some can't do that to that scale like an Epic. And mm-hmm. I understand that. If you can't, develop what you can. Right. Whether that's homes, whether that's commercial property, whether that's townhomes, you know, whether it's roads, you know, we need all those things. And so kudos to all the developers for doing that. Very good. I'm going to transition a little bit. Um, If there's something innovative happening on the city scape, Mark's probably involved with it. And I don't know about that, but (laughs) you'll play along. I'll play along. All right. Sounds good. The the two more recent things that uh, would fall in that category is the Magic City Discovery Center and Startup Minot. And so let's talk about both of those. First off with the Magic City mm-hmm. Discovery Center. This is kind of a one-of-a-kind center. Um, yeah, we think so. That's yeah. happening in the northern central region. I think Bismarck has something similar to it. I'm not sure what B- Fargo Bismarck's has. This is more of a science center. But more yeah. of a science, so, yeah. Um, I'll take you back 10 years ago. So Do it. it right after the flood. Minot Area Community Foundation and a couple of or other organizations were talking to key businesses and key groups around our community and saying, okay, we can't just dwell on the mm-hmm. toughness and, and recovering from the flood. We have to really say, what's next? Right. What's the big thing? What do we have to go after? And I love that those conversations happen. Right. Kitsman and others led those conversations. Those are key and with the businesses directly. And I love that they happen that way. And one of the ideas that came out of Give360, which is a giving circle here in town, and a lot of good leaders, um, mm-hmm. a lot of quiet leaders that you don't see okay. around, you know, you know, waving a flag. These are just yeah. people doing good work. Right. Um, and they said, why not a children's museum? Okay. I got to go eight hours or six mm-hmm. hours or 12 hours to the nearest thing. I see them every time I go to these big cities. Why not something here? And the idea percolates and people start, you know, can we raise some money? And, and we got to have a fundraiser. And then they did a temporary museum and. Um, uh, a group of us were asked to pull together the founding uh, board of directors. And we, we just had crazy ideas at that point. Right. Um, but we didn't know what we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time learning, growing, um, starting to set big goals. And the big goal was a standalone children's museum. Uh. And not just not just the kind that maybe you or I, you know, went to decades ago where everything's yeah. behind glass and there's maybe three things that you can touch. And, right. And they didn't really feel real anyway. Uh, this is this is really a strong, steam-focused, hands-on exhibits and experiences for these for children of all ages. I say all ages because I go in there and have yeah, fun. Yeah, that's good. And uh, my 14-year-old has fun. Wow. And I see a lot of three-year-olds that have fun. Right. And so thanks in large part to a really great grant uh, through the DOD uh, okay. because of our tie to the Air Force Base, over $6 mm-hmm. million dollars. Uh, the DCIP, the uh, Defense Community Improvement Projects, uh, if I've got that name right, I hope. Yeah. And then um, that was a massive grant. Uh, the city of Minot put in a community facilities money, a million dollars. Wow. Um, and then uh, the state of North Dakota put in $6 million in an allocation about four years ago for us. Because of those and amazing, wonderful donations from the, from the private sector, a million dollars from the Minot Area Community Foundation, half million dollars from Shields. That was a huge gift yeah. four years ago. That big is. shout out, big thank you to Lucas Hackmeister and, and those who were part of that team. Mm-hmm. You know, 
people saw this vision. I haven't right. met someone, Jonathan, who said, ah, we don't need something like that. <laughs> or, nah, that's not worth my five bucks. Right. Now, maybe you don't have five bucks to give, and I get yeah. that. Right. But, it, you know, I haven't met someone, at least who said it to my face, yeah. we don't need that. Right. Or that's not good. Because what it does is, going back to what you are saying earlier, it educates, it mm-hmm. informs, right. but that kid doesn't realize they're, they're learning about aerodynamics. They're just building a paper airplane, right. and they're understanding how air flows. Yep. I mean, and we've got 150 of those exhibits wow. and a 37-foot-tall climbing structure on the inside with a B-52 at top. That's incredible. So, so we want to embrace our area. We want to say it's about education and kids and families, and it's really about moving the ball forward. Right. You know, the nearest thing similar to this is Minneapolis. It's three times the price. Wow. Or Winnipeg, four hours away, three times the price. Yeah, plus a border. <laughs> plus a border, yeah, plus a border and a long road trip. Yep. So, um, you know, if I could just give one more one more pitch, yep. get your membership, go in and give it a try. Um, we will be closed uh, for deep cleaning. We do that uh, every okay. year for a week or two at the end of August, beginning of September. Gotcha. So that's good because that's when kids are back in school and yep. mom and dad are back into a, a new rhythm. So that's going to come up soon, but we are open uh, Tuesday through Sunday, and we've got our hours online, an active Facebook page. Come give it a try. Um, we have seen over 20,000 visitors already in less than two months, and um, that, knocks our socks off. that knocks your socks off, right? That's crazy. That, that makes you stop and go, yeah. really? <laughs> we have enough? Now, some of them are repeats, clearly. It should be. But some are people who came up here for the state fair, and yeah. they're seeing it for the very first time. They're right. like, their kid is saying, Mom, I want to stay and go to that. Yeah. Or Dad, take me there. And and what a beautiful building that you can't miss. If you drive Broadway, you're going to wonder what that building is. Yeah, and 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 uh, in large part, we're really grateful to the Minot Park District. Um, over $2 million gift in kind from them, including the location. Wow. They saw the value in it. Yeah. And then actually, as it turns out, the way the agreement works, very similar to the zoo or very similar to the Scandinavian Heritage Center, we will donate that building back to them able to do insurance underneath them and, and as a nonprofit, we will run the facility okay um they <laughs> it's a tough deal yeah it's a dollar for 50 years oh so it's a tough contract <laughs> yeah. hopefully you, know, you can read that someone's got to do that someone's yeah. got to pay that one dollar for 50 years <laughs> right, worth yeah. of, of it but it's a great partnership and that's what's also awesome about it is it wasn't just it would have been awesome if one person just gave us 15 or 20 million dollars but it wasn't that it was truly a community effort which is it almost was bigger public and private partnerships it was the state of north dakota it was the department of defense thanks mm-hmm. to the air force base and their support yeah. and it was all these different pieces that make it awesome right when we do things all together it's great yes. even if one person doesn't take the credit or even if one person isn't like getting everything they want it's even better right so when we work together, it's it's going to be better. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, it shows right there is a great example of the community that we have because you got all these different parts kicking in. And that's what makes, again, we've been, I've said a couple of times already in this interview, but that's what makes Minot wonderful. I agree. If you want to know what, what makes Minot wonderful, go look at the different things that are popping up around Minot and actually dig into how they happened. It's, yeah. it's not, it's people that care about the city, care about what's going on. Um, 20,000 people in two months. Yeah. So you, it's not a little crazy. That's incredible. I, I I don't think we've even hit two months yet. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you just stop and you go, holy cow. Right. We knew it was going to be really nice and yeah. really good. And we wanted to make sure it was all those things, but it's really just uh, surpassing all our expectations. And basically what you're saying or what I'm, what, what I'm interpreting what you're saying as is you have the state fair coming in. Families perhaps are going there and to the state fair. 
it becomes a thing where people begin to make a road trip to Minot to go to the Discovery Center and, sure. and check out other things, yeah. perhaps. Absolutely. And we think that it's going to be one of those where, um, you know, we have a lot of softball tournaments in town. Those yep. came through just in the last couple of weeks. We see other events that happen. Right. Uh, them, the State B that we've held here yes. for a number of years. You know, so instead of, you know, mom or dad coming up from Harvey or coming up from um, Castleton or... Right. Or Fargo or wherever they're going to come from or uh, Sydney, Montana or Regina, Canada and, and come to these events and stay just two days. They'll stay a third. Wow. Or instead of just staying for three or four hours, they're going to stay for eight or nine. Well, that means another visit to the gas station. That means yes. another visit to a restaurant. That means maybe they take a closer look at this is a great community. Would I consider moving here? Right. We know a lot of people who move here do so having already visited us before. Now, it's not everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm a case in point for not having visited here before moving, but a lot of people like to check it out. Right. So if we can hook them, if we can have a great facility there, if we can have a great community, if things go well for them, then why not try and keep them? Right. Absolutely. Uh, do you guys have a, like, number of population that you guys have a goal of uh, reaching? And so you maybe you can't uh, you share know, that. You know, conservatively, we estimated that we would have 75,000 visitors in our first year. Wow. So we're going to blow that out of the water, which is fine, which is really good. I don't know what that good number is. Is it yeah. 100,000 every year? Right. Is it more mm -hmm. than that? Yeah. The zoo is in the hundreds, I, th I believe. Yeah. I think they're but just shy of 100,000 every year. Yeah. Um, and I think if we could be a good complement to the zoo, clearly the zoo is open year round now, but we don't think of it as much in the winter. Right. Uh, the Children's Museum will be open year-round, and we think that it'll be used well all yeah. 12 months out of the year. Sounds like it. Yeah. So the other uh, innovative thing that you're a part of, well, one more thing you're a part of, is Startup Minot, um, which is something for small businesses or people that haven't even started small yeah. businesses, yeah. the entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, to join and have their ideas fleshed out. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, and, and, and very different from the Children's Museum. So the Children's Museum, yes. I, had, I was really blessed to be involved with that from the get-go and, and has been, been board president a couple of times and really grateful for my involvement there and the support from my family for that. Startup Minot, I had very little to do with it. Okay. Uh, people for years and years have done a lot of work and effort in researching what do we need to have? What is that ecosystem? What right. does the environment look like for growing entrepreneurs, for growing small businesses? And and unfortunately, certain things happened that where it didn't quite get off the off the ground, and it, we almost started a million cups kind of effort yep. right before COVID. Well, and then COVID hit, <laughs> and then we took a look at some of these other things, and 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 ultimately, about you know a month into my job, I got pulled aside by a few people and said, "Got to have the chamber involved with a startup effort with, with what yep. our entrepreneurs need," and so. Um, Took a deep dive into it, looked around the communities in the upper Midwest. What are people doing? Mm -hmm. The concept of a startup is not a novel idea. Just tagging the name Minot at the end of startup is not a novel <laughs> idea. There's Startup Sioux Falls has it. Yeah, uh, Plenty of other places have that. And so what, what really makes it interesting to me is we're trying to just meet the entrepreneurs where they want to be met. Right. And we found that there was uh, a lack of uh, some training courses. Okay. So we have a, a basic 10-week training course. Right. Um, and it's three hours a week. Uh, it's called Startup Minot uh, Academy, powered by co-starters. Yes. And so we use a, a national, international training manual. And we walk you through a 10-week course. It's $150 to take the course. It's a, it's a discounted rate because we have sponsors who help with that. 
Um, but really, truly, and then we have a monthly networking event. And it's pretty simple. Uh, about 25 to 35 people attend on a regular basis. Um, it's not the same people every time. We always hear from speakers, people who have gone through that entrepreneur story or maybe just started their business or maybe they have a real big story they want to share. Um, so we hold those two events. But really, what we do is we try to meet entrepreneurs where they want to be met. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them just don't know how to start or don't know who to go to. Right. So we put them in touch with, and these are all committee members who make up Startup Mineup. We put them in touch with Service Basin Planning Council and North Dakota Small Business Development Centers. Mary Beth is great in town. She does yes. the Small Business Development Center. And Brazelda and her team are awesome at Service Basin Planning Council. And the city of Minot's great. And the MSU Severson Entrepreneurship Academy mm-hmm. is right there. And all these other pieces in the banks and the credit unions and the private right. sector. And you know, folks like Jonah Lanto, an entrepreneur himself who supports yep. Startup Minot. And Kevin Black, who's involved. And all these individuals who say, we got to have more happening. Right. I just do the formal stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. It's not my gig. Right. I just happen to have to, you know, roll through the paces and, mm-hmm. and I show up with the stuff and I pull the stuff down when it's time to go. It's really about the entrepreneurs. Right. It's about the networking. We had, I had a good entrepreneur here in town. Actually, he lives in, in Douglas, North Dakota. And he approached me and, and he spoke recently at a startup mine and told me about three or four weeks later, he said, you know, as a result of that, I got more business. Someone wow. else was attending, made a connection, and now I'm selling more of my product to this business. That's huge. And he said, I'm coming back to start up my night. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what we want. We, and not every time is going to be a massive success. Nope. And for some people they just want to hear what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And right. they, then five years down the road, that dream or vision may happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it, you can't strictly say, well, how many businesses did you create? Nope. It's hard to do an ROI like that. Right. You know, there's not a measurement that says that, but there's a feeling and a vibe. Yeah. And there are people who say, man, we, we can be doing this and now we can be doing more. So what does that more look like? Right. So that's actually what we're going to be asking entrepreneurs over the next six months or a year is, what do you want? What yeah. are the next steps? Right. Very cool. You've had a couple businesses launch. I don't know all of them. And I'm obviously you just mentioned that's not like an ROI. That's a huge focus, which makes sense because it's not that type of group. But I believe Amanda Olson. She did, yeah, New Beginnings. She actually took the course and spoke at the event. That's awesome. So as I mentioned, there are two events. There's two opportunities. One is the training course. And Mm -hmm. by no means do you have to be into public speaking or go to speak at the event. Right. And that's a small cohort of about 10 or 15 people. That 10-week course actually starts up in early September. Okay. So I'll put a little plug in. If you want to do Startup Minot, just Google us or go Mm -hmm. right to the Chamber website and plug in Startup Minot. You'll find the information or give me a call at the chamber office. We'd love to have you in the cohort. Yeah. But that has had 60, yeah, 60 graduates wow. over the first year and a half. And those graduates are everything from an established business mm-hmm. who's having to take a left-hand turn five or 10 years in and right. wants to know how to do that and learn some more business tactics. People with crazy ideas mm-hmm. who at the end realize that their idea is crazy <laughs> yeah. and they don't need to do it. Right. And others at the end who say, no, I'm ready for this. Right. And Amanda's an example of someone who's ready for it. And she worked mm-hmm. on her business plan for a year. Yeah. And she just had to have a, a, a little more, a few more things, a couple right. more things in place. And now she's got a, a, a growing business that just started. Awesome. So yeah. those and are great success stories. Probably a really good example of not to talk, but she's not here, so we don't need to talk about her. But, but uh, uh, in general, a good example of, how that community that you create through that helps an entrepreneur. One of the most difficult things in entrepreneurship is the loneliness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is you don't have a community that you get to plug into. 
you're having your crazy idea and you're on an island by yourself. Um, and how do you you're overcome that? Personal experience too, well, Jonathan? Probably perhaps maybe a little a bit. Businesses? Yeah. Yes. Um, and so being able to create that community for them is huge because now suddenly when they have the idea at 11 p.m. at night, mm -hmm. they can go to someone on Thursday morning mm -hmm. at 7.30 mm -hmm. and they can bounce off people and they can say, yeah, that's a crazy idea. Don't try it. Or you know what? That, there's something to that. This is what some things you might need. And Absolutely. all of a sudden it begins to round out and something bigger and someone to check into accountability. I couldn't say it any better. That's perfect because at those startup events, every uh, second Thursday of every month at the Carnegie Center, at those events are uh, bankers and private sector vet investors and another entrepreneur with a crazy idea yeah. and an entrepreneur who spoke at the event four months ago, but who's coming back for the first time because they want to keep learning and growing. And so it's a real mix of people in there. Right. And then, you know, between the four, five, six, seven, ten of us that kind of help pull us off and make it, make it possible. Give any of us a call. Right. We'll all help out. Which is um, big. I've never personally started a business. It yeah. actually scares the bejeebers out of me. <laughs> but I feel like I can support you and right. support many others who do because that's part of our community. Yes. And I can help them grow and be a cheerleader and maybe point in a good direction and encourage or invite them to do something. And I can be part of that ecosystem. Yeah. It goes back to the wonderful community that, that we have in mind. I agree. I agree. So, well, we've, we've talked about a lot. I think it's incredible just to hear the, the growth that's happening in Minot over the last 20 years. And even now, I mean, to have t going back to the staggering number, 20,000 people at the Discovery Center means yes. that you have a thriving community yes. and people that care about what's going on in the community. So kudos to you for your part in that. And anything you want to add as we close no, out? I, you know, I, I talk about it a lot. And I think I shared this at the ribbon cutting we held for the Children's Museum a couple months ago. You can't do it without your family. So really right. appreciative of my wife, Catherine, and our kids. And, um, you know, I, I end up giving up a fair amount of time in other ways. Yes. Um, and they are very supportive of that. I know that's true of a lot of people. I look at the Children's Museum, whether it's Wendy Keller, who right. did a good job to go work as a, at a nonprofit, or Karen Rasmussen, who, and, and so many others, Jessica Henderson. I mean, you could, you could name a lot of people right. who make these things happen. And what's awesome about it is, is no one's looking to toot their horn. They're all just like, okay, I hope it's going well. Now I'm on to my next thing. Or, right. or, you know, I'll find a different way to volunteer or support. And they're just as supportive of, of all the other good things that are happening in town. And I think you could do that for a lot of things. I look around at, the, uh, at, at a lot of the different efforts that happen in town. A lot of them happen very quietly. Yeah. I'm just really grateful that people are willing to, to do more and to and to try hard yes. and to make these things happen. Right. It's, it That's benefits me. I'm, I'm going to do it because it benefits you. Right. And so together we can do it. Amen to that. Together we can do it. Well, is there any uh, new news, breaking news you want to drop of new businesses <laughs> coming to mind or anything like that? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not, uh, I'm not here to put good, you in a hot, good, hot good seat. Good question. Um, <laughs> you don't I'll, need to answer we'll that. Check the hot sheet. <laughs> yeah, yes. sounds good. Well, Mark, appreciate you coming on My Not Matters today. Um, really appreciate your time, appreciate your in-depth knowledge of the city of Minot. Um, and to all those watching, this is another episode of Minot Matters. Uh, follow us at The Decoden. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our Facebook page. Um, thank you to Shock Safe and Lock for sponsoring this episode. And that's all she wrote.